0: gifts, he doesn't, you know, when anybody gives gifts, he doesn't just say, here's your gift. Now go, go, go use it. You know, he's like, here's a gift I gave to you. Like yeah. enjoy this gift, hold this gift, bring it to your room, you know, bring it to your hiding place and enjoy this gift. And then like, and then he'll take us on the journey of sharing that. Like our, yeah. our gifts our even our ministry can be, can become an, our identity. And that's, that's, yeah not the point either the point is just to stay children stay a child of god and and be and have open hands and um and see you know see what what he has for us um
1: She is an artist with multiple number one songs, albums. She's been on TV shows. She just got off the Big Feelings Tour with Blessing Offer and Andrew Rip. She is a nominee and winner of a GMA Dove Award, and she is the writer of two of my favorite worship songs ever, Somebody to You and Perfectly Loved. We have the beautiful Rachel Lampa on with us today. I pray this blesses you, friend. I believe God put a specific light in your heart for a purpose, for you to shine it into this world in a way that nobody else can, a light that is unique as the print on your finger. And our job is to take that light and go love people with it in this world. Everywhere you go, you have a ministry. You don't just have to be a preacher to have a ministry. Your light is your ministry it's how you shine it at your job at your family at the dinner table with your friends at the movies at the park at your apartment everywhere you go you are made to shine your light do it be it love people be kind honor them honor yourself this is made to shine back to another episode of Made to Shine. As you just heard in that introduction, we are in for such a stinking delight today. We have the beautiful, amazing, impressive, humble Rachel Lampa on with us. I, mean, I am just tickled over here. I'm kind of fangirling low key because oh, your songs God. have ministered to me and my family so oh. much. Literally, Rachel, on the way to Thanksgiving, I was playing somebody to you. And oh Lizzie was gosh. like, you get to talk to her? And oh. I was like, yes, I do. And, um, oh and I But the reason, you know, your songs are amazing. A lot of people know who you are. You just came off of tour um, and which is so amazing. But Mm -hmm. you're such a light in everything that you do. I mean, yes, you're a singer. Yes, you're a songwriter, but you're also a mom. You're a wife. And it's so apparent that in all you do, you shine the light of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're all about here. It's like everywhere Mm -hmm. you go, you have a ministry. And so, Rachel, thank you so much for being on today.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. And I, I say it right back to you with your light and your joy. And I mean, even just, yeah, just, just your spirit is like, is, is already uplifting to people at all. Like the second, you know, you start to talk, it's just like, okay. All right. It's okay.
1: (laughs) You are so sweet. It it is so funny how, you know, like in the Bible, it talks so much about how your words have weight and it's, it's, ironic this week I've had so many conversations with people about the weight of your words and yes. the weight of your name and how when people think of your name what do they think of a lot of times it's the words you've said to them or what you say about others when they're with you okay. and it's true it's like words have the power to speak life or death and yeah. you're a singer so you sing like into people's hearts with mm-hmm. those words and you have a chance to light them up and you do like Aww. your music just transcends and so I'm so grateful for your heart because a lot of the lyrics they're vulnerable, like you show your scars for us to have kind of a survival guide as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to dive in, but Rachel, before we do, we have to kick this off with how we kick off every single made to shine conversation, okay? Which is what is your favorite quote or Bible verse,
0: whatever have you, and why? What does it oh mean? My- she- gosh, okay, this is one of those questions that, like ebbs and flows. And then you think you have it and you're like, yeah, that's definitely it. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, 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 that's not the one. (laughs) I I mean, right now I, and, and this, this one kind of like, is like kind of the heartbeat behind a lot of stuff that, that, um, that I try to hang on to and quote, and you know, as far as quotes and scriptures, but it's just like Romans 12 as a whole um, talks a lot about just weep with those who are weeping, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Um, just the whole gist of, of the whole thing is like, we are, we are one body, but many parts, we're not supposed to do the same thing that the other parts do. We're supposed to, um, walk with each other and, um, and yeah, like, um, help, help each other when we're in need and lift each yeah. other up. And so, uh, you know, that's not like, the, the perfect quote, sorry. Um, oh, <laughs> but that's that, great. that whole, that whole chapter in general is just, is just kind of my, my jam. <laughs> it's so prevalent.
1: Cause I think, especially when we think about the people we're speaking to right now, yeah. we do live in a world where for the most part, it's pretty new to be able to just constantly watch somebody else's life. Mm. And to that point, I mean, I know I've even had times where I've seen someone on stage and I'm like, dang, I wish I was a good singer. That would be so cool. And the problem and the danger there is when we try to manufacture gifts from God because we want yeah. a certain style, instead of recognizing God gifted us to be a certain part of the body, yes. it's just as important. But I do think we have a big generation out there that idolizes other gifts versus the ones God gave them. Yeah. And you know, you all like you have. God gave you the gift of singing. Like he didn't mm. I mean, it's just so apparent. And I'm curious if we went back, like, did you always know you were a good singer or when were you like, okay, this is,
0: I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely like could not keep my mouth shut my whole, <laughs> my, my <laughs> whole life. Like I would like, I would get like in trouble at the dinner table for just like yapping and singing and like singing everything. Like if somebody would be like past the, Ketchup. I'd be like, pass the ketchup. You know, nice. like I just always yes. kind of be that person. I still kind of am. Um. So I, I def- It was definitely always like in me, and it was always like innately happening. But I, you know, I don't know when I was like, oh, this might be something. I think that was kind of my mom probably who said that first. You know, where she was like, now you know, like this isn't just you know like you're 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 not just enjoying this but like other people are enjoying it too yes (laughs) so I think it kind of started to turn especially like as I you know I think like about second grade I did the the talent show and I was like oh I really really liked that like I really felt something big big happening and bigger happening there and so I'd say if I was like actually aware that like this might be like more than just a hobby or something that, you know, mm. I just enjoy doing, <laughs> that it might be like a gift that I can use and mm-hmm. um, share. Um, it was probably second grade, I think.
1: Wow. Okay. And so I think, you know, I asked because I think there's a lot of people that are 18, 19, 20, and they're like, God, what is my gift? What, yeah. like, what am I doing? So do you think now, because you're a mom, so you're, you're raising the how many children do you have again? Two. You too. Okay. So, I mean, you're kind of seeing this from the perspective of maybe your mom was the first one that introduced your gift to you. Do you think it's typically others that see it in us before we
0: see it in ourselves? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that there's so many dimensions to it because I think there were a lot of people in my life that were like, you have this gift, you have to go use it. You're needed. The world needs you. God needs you. This whole, this whole, that, that voice. And then there was this other voice in my life that was like, what a beautiful way that God has given you to spend time with him and enjoy him and enjoy what God does. And then out of the overflow of that, like joy, then you can share it, you know? And I think that there are fewer people that are saying that, um, And there are more people just being like, go, 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 go use it, you know? And so I think, I think it's easier to like, just see in somebody like, whoa, you're talented or wow, you really stand out in that way. Um, and that's awesome, you know, but I think there's, I think like the, the thing that really made the difference is when. You know, when people started to point out and my mom was one of these people like this is, you know, like when God gives gifts, he doesn't you know, when anybody gives gifts, he doesn't just say, here's your gift. Now, go, go, go use it. You know, he's like, here's a gift I gave to you. Like, enjoy this gift. Hold this gift. Bring it to your room you know, bring it to your hiding place and enjoy this gift. And then like, and then he'll take us on the journey of sharing that, you know, and, um, especially, you know, thinking about 18 and 19 year olds, I was the busiest of my entire, that I ever was in my entire life. When I was 18, 19, I was touring and doing, um, recording and traveling and just, it was, it was the busiest time of my life. And even then I was like, what are my gifts? You know? And because it wasn't because it's easy to just be like, all right, singing, there it is. There's my thing. That's the thing that I do. That's the way that I connect with people. And, you know, and I think, I think there's a big, I would put a big warning label on that, you know, because, Mm -hmm. um, because that can become our identity. Like our, our gifts our even our ministry can be, can become our identity. And that's, that's not the point either you know the point yes. is just to stay children you know stay a child of god you know and and be and have open hands and um and see you know see what what he has for us um because yes. yeah yeah you can get lo- you can get really lost in all that and that's so true and you talked about ch- children i was
1: at coffee with someone yesterday and i was mm-hmm. like we so many of us parade around like we have it all figured out. And I'm like, we are all just babies in the eyes of God. Yeah, and yes, God yeah. will never give you something that makes you need Him less. And I yeah. think a lot of us look at our gifts as, okay, this is mine. Like Whoa. it's my steward. And someone said something to me a couple months ago that convicted me so much, which is, Amy, yeah. I mean, it's great to be for God and want to be used by God and to work for God. But are you with God? Like oh walking gosh, yes. God is different than walking with God. And yes. I think it was Lisa Bevere that said, like, before God wants to use you, He wants a relationship with you. And yes. so many of us, I think we we have this idea of a gift in our brain. And we are kind of contorting it in a way where it's like this thing that God gave us that we're supposed to make happen. Like we're supposed to, instead of it being this thing that almost we step by step walk with God to figure out how to steward it. And
0: in the process we learn more about God and ourselves and ourselves. Yeah. Sounds like
1: that was your story. And Totally.
0: Yeah. It's like he, it's just, he's unfolding us. Like it's not like this thing where we have to add, add, add and build and create this like, impressive thing. Like, look what I did. You know, he's like, he's like, actually, like, this will be the way that we walk together, you know, you know, and so, um, you know, and it's hard. It's like really hard to, to stick to that all the time, especially when it's like going well, you know, when it's like going really well, you're just like, yeah, like, like I'm doing it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need any other ideas or any other guidance like this is the thing you know but really sometimes god is like okay i took you here for for you know i took you to this city for this person not i didn't take you this city to put on a big flashy exciting show like there's one person that needs to hear you here you know or one person that needs to come into contact with your drummer here you know like it's not it's not i'm not the point you know what i mean um so good and,
1: yeah it's, um and especially i mean you you specifically with what you do um i know you, so you said when you were in 18 19 like you were touring you were doing all these things like you rose to fame pretty quickly you were on tv shows like you were or like you were doing interviews all these things mm-hmm. that a lot of people look at and they're like rachel that's the goal i mean that is the goal i want to go viral and stay viral i mean that's what yeah. everybody wants to do yeah. but you chose to go into kind of a season of anonymity like you walked away so tell me was that kind of the struggle in that season or what what was kind of the compelling nature there there was
0: a lot of things there's a lot yeah yeah that was a huge part of it was just like um you know when you you dream of something and you have this passion burning in your heart and then you get it and then you're like oh I I don't feel better (laughs) you know I don't I feel more tired and I feel um I feel like less in touch with, um, you know, with, with the Lord, like I that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing for me. It was like, okay, I have a lot of voices coming in to, my, to, to my world. And I can't figure out which one is God's, which one is mine, where that one voice that is me and God is, you know, and it's just like, it's managers and record labels and, you know, all these, all these other voices. And, um, I just got to a point where I was like, I needed to completely, you know, kind of shut it down and, um, see if I would still be okay, you know, and see if, um, I could, you know, figure out how to, to, just be um and be in his presence and be uh be okay with that and let let that be enough so uh, you know it was a mixture of of a lot of things but a lot of burnout and a lot of feeling like there was there was I had lost the connection um mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like, and, and in turn, it was like, I wasn't feeling inspired to write anything. I wasn't feeling, um, you know, inspired to go on the road. I I was, and my energy was low. I just, I just needed like a total reset. Wow. So you use word connection there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you think about
1: connection, cause, cause I think about this as my own walk from God, like whether or not you're a singer doing what you're doing or you are, a corporate marketing executive or a senior in college, we all have voices that just cloud us, whether it's a teacher, a coach, a boss, a friend, an employee, whatever. Yeah. How do you, so that connection, that word connection that you, it was a way, it sounded like you were trying to get back to the connection. What did that, what does it feel like when you, feel God's voice. And do you think it's the same for all of us or is it different? Cause we're- mm-hmm.
0: what is that? What is that like? I know. I wish we knew. I wish we knew yeah. exactly <laughs> it was what, what the formula was, but you're exactly right. Um, with, when you said getting back, getting back, because I think that is where we are closest to God is in the center of our being in the center of our souls, the where the place where he lives, uh, you know, forever, like eternally, like he's never going to leave us. He's in there. Um, but, but we're the ones who put things in the way, you know, and put obstacles and layers and all that. So when I, when I do feel the most connected to God is when they're, when, when I get back down to Mm -hmm. who that is. And that's usually, little baby Rachel, (laughs) you know, and like, you know, circling back to like just being a child, being a child of God is like when I can simplify and when I can, when I can start to take things away and take layers back and pull, you know, pull, pull some curtains back. And I just, and it's just me. It's just uh, baby Rachel and, and the, the God that she remembers meeting. Um, when, when there wasn't all of this, you know, when before the world got to me, um, I I guess that's the closest way that I can imagine saying it is just like when I, when it feels simple, when it feels small mm. and not this big thunder earthquake, like yeah. it's, it's a small voice and it's not, it doesn't have to be impressive, you know, or, or something to like go make a post about even like, you know what I mean? Like it's giving me no material, you know, (laughs) that's when I know because sometimes, you know, with what I do and maybe with what you do, it's like you get, you get this amazing moment with the Lord or you, you have this amazing conversation. You just want to like go post it and like go share it with the world and stuff. And I feel like sometimes the ways that he, like when he really connects, it's like, I don't even know how I can talk about that. I don't even know how to make that, you know, like a thing because it was just so personal and holy and small even. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm curious, like
1: what you did. Well, did you stop, so when you kind of talk us through that transition of you were in the spotlight, you were going, 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 and then all of a sudden you weren't, did you just stop writing music altogether, or what did, was it a sharp stop, or was it kind
0: of gradual? In in now looking back, that was like, okay ready for it about 20 years ago. (laughs) So, um, looking back, you know, there was a lot of like my, my 18 or actually I was, I was about 21. So a little less than 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, when, so, so a lot of that was just my brain being like, I only have, you know, 21 years of, you know, experience on this earth, you know? So from what I know right now, like I need to stop. I, so I went in to my record label, um, with my brother, like no managers or lawyers or anything like that. And I just said, because, you know, at that point I would have had, I think my fourth album was due or fifth. Um, and you know, it was gonna, is about to start, I was about to start a very high pressure, um, process basically where you just you get in the studio and you write and you write and you write um and you try to come up with these things that are deeply personal and musically exciting but that also the record label thinks is marketable and the managers say mm-hmm. are you know good enough and you know there's again like all these voices and the thought of that for me was like so mind-boggling and I just knew I couldn't that I mean I the time that I did hear God's voice was like, no, no more. Like not right now, you know, like just step back. And so I went in with my brother and yeah, just asked them if I could be let go. Um, and, and usually that is a, actually a very like, long drawn out legal process to to leave your record label and do the whole thing, and they um you know they just saw my heart and my honesty and my and the fact that God was really leading that, and they so they let me go very um very easily and gracefully so um yeah. so luckily yeah so that was that was a huge um i mean that was like such a thing that God you know blessed me with along the way was like a peaceful amicable you know. Uh, break apart from the from the label, so yeah. It, I guess it, in my eyes, right now, it d- it was pretty abrupt. Yeah, to be able yeah. to, to be just like ah, I literally like became a nanny like a couple weeks later. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. So this is so good. This is so good because I'm curious. Like you were this on the rise singer. Star- I mean, you were on you were on the rise. Like not just up. Like you were on the like, at the top. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> now your nanny was there, and I like in the first couple of weeks, did you wrestle with identity? Did you wrestle with like, wait, this thing that I, was that ever feelings or was it easy peasy lemon squeezy? You never worried at all if you made the right decision or not.
0: Oh, big time identity stuff that probably lasted for maybe 10 years. Like, wow. You know, like it definitely shook me completely. Cause all I ever knew was the version of me that was, You know, on stage, or eventually on stage, or like, you know, in a room. Like, a lot of people knew that I that I sing. You know, like that was just like, and you know, if I walk into a party or a coffee shop, the question is, you know, what's coming up? Yeah, what are you working on? Where, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like when it's constantly around that, all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what to talk about, you know, and I don't know, and nobody knows what to talk to me about, and, um. And I had to kind of relearn how to like, have actually maybe for the first time, like learn how to have just normal friendships, you know, because I, I signed my record deal when I was in this, uh, the summer of eighth grade. So I was 14. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. They picked him young. That yeah. is yeah yeah yep. <laughs> Those, yeah, they, that was, that's one thing that we've improved on is not plucking people out of middle school. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was,
1: yeah, this identity has been yours for a while. Yeah,
0: totally. I mean, even before then it was a big part of it, but from the time I was 14 on, it was just like, I was, I went to regular high school, but I toured, I toured half the year and I was gone all the time and it was just, yeah, it was my thing and, and it was comfortable and I was used to it and that's what I knew. But yeah, having to kind of switch back to, um, you know, like wake up in the same city every single day and try to think you know come up with a rhythm and a, you know and a friend yeah. group and you know just the whole thing I feel like I just kind of had to start over um at 21 you know at a at an age where you know it's like most people are just kind of out there with their friends like trying to figure it out I was like uh You know, and actually one of my best, one of my best friends was, they were all older than me, um, except for Stacey Uriko, which if you listen to any Christian music back then, um, you know her. Um, But, but again, we were both in the same boat. So we were like, we don't know how to do this, you know, and um, so that is powerful, though, mm -hmm. because I think
1: so many people think when they step out in faith. To do the thing God's called them to do, it's gonna—they're gonna feel peace about it all the time. Hmm. And I am like, "Good night." We got that. Yes. If like, yeah. if you read the Bible, it's like every single person that stepped out in faith, the winds come and the rains, yeah. yes, and yes. In question. So, I guess talk to me about what you held on to when things on the surface quite frankly sucked and they weren't figured out and was it almost the cost of knowing the pain to stay where you were was so much more than the pain of that or was there something Mm. else
0: yeah I mean you know it feels so crazy like talking about that like I Mm -hmm. I'm it feels like another person almost um you know when I when I like see those old old videos and stuff I'm like uh, it's, it's just, it's like an old baby picture, you know, not like a, you know, in my twenties, you know, yeah. like memories, like, like
1: yearbook photo. Where
0: yes. Like, yeah. So you're just like, wait a, a minute. Hair Who hair was that? Girl. Yeah. What were they <laughs> thinking? What were they wearing? All this stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think what, what I held, to- what held on to, I have a really, um, solid, uh, sibling group with, there's four of us and we all, um, I
1: love that. Yeah. My siblings are my best friends.
0: Oh, that's awesome. We are so (laughs) happy. We are like, that is just the, oh yeah. Saved my life. And so in that time, right in that time, um, we started a nonprofit, um, here in Nashville called people loving Nashville. And we, um, started to just start really small, started just Um, meet up with a group of people downtown that were um, unhoused and just were in need and um, didn't get three meals a day and, um, you know, slept outside and stuff like that. And so, so we, we started to kind of bring them meals and started to um, be friends each other, you know, and like share our stories. And um, we, we ended up deciding to like do that every Monday night. Um, And this is our 15th year of doing it, and we've never missed a Monday in 15 years. Um, wow. Yeah, it's what as, as an organization, I have missed a Monday. I was like, no one's gotten sick. Yeah, I'm or not. Like, <laughs> the kids have a gun? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was in labor and I was on. All- <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yes. But the, yes. So people in Nashville, I mean, at first it was like, you know, 10 of us, and then it was 20, and so. Now we, we help, you know, provide food and clothing and stuff for about 400 to 500 people a week. And then, um, and then there's about, you know, 50 to a hundred volunteers. So it's just this awesome thing. Anyways, all that to say, sorry, tangent. Um, tangents are welcome here. Yes, I know. Right. That's, that's what podcasts <laughs> are all. That's why I love podcasts. It's like, podcasts anyway, are great. Just talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so that, that started in, in that time. And there was this empty, the empty thing in me that was like, what am I, what do I do with my hands? Like, what am I doing? Um, we started to serve. So, and that was, that was just like the, the way that, you know, when that, what was that verse? Um, when you give your life away, you find life, you find yourself. And so, and that was, that was it. That was, um, where kind of that rebuilding began, um, of just like, this is, this is who you're created to be, not a performer, not a, all the music, all that stuff will, will, and can come and go however, um, however God chooses. But at at the core of you, like to give your life away is, um, that's just been the essence of my life since then, and so yeah, that was that was it.
1: I think about just like the act of just being in community, whether it is like you're yes. you're serving somebody, or yeah. I even know it. It's just so ironic yeah. to me, but this is so God, right? Like we we serve a triune God, like we serve the Trinity. The tr- like God is in communion with the Father. I mean, with mm-hmm. the, like the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so, like a lot of times, our answer to healing ourselves it's it's to be with others whether that's yeah. physically serving like you did or even just like a coffee shop chat with a friend yeah. i mean what I, like serving them in some capacity how are you doing How is yeah. your day and and so i think about that from like both kind of standpoints but yeah. Yeah. you, know, you said there was like it was a it was a while a while this period lasted where you were struggling with identity and what's so interesting too about your story is now like to a degree, you're, you're back in the spotlight. Like you just went on tour. You So talk to me about what did you learn in that season of anonymity in that season of stillness behind the curtain that like those tangible lessons you've learned now that you're able to take back in the spotlight to where the thing that crumpled you last time or that feeling you got, you're not experiencing that now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's very, very full circle because, um, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll jump out of the chronological thing for a second and and okay. jump to now. The reason why I'm I'm in music again is very accidental. <laughs> it it was not like this plan of mine to be like, "Okay, I'm going to have a baby and really a new song all in one day." So I had a baby 1 year ago, and that's also when I had a song baby and <laughs> created my my new my newer my old new single perfectly loved. So this song was literally written, um, be from, from being, uh, in a jail, uh, ministry that I was doing through, through people loving Nashville. Um, we call it wild ones. Um, and we, we basically just like read about the wild ones of the Bible and Jesus being the wildest one. Um, you know as far as like loving others pushing against systems and pushing against norms to um to find a place for like the the bigness that that god has put inside of of some people you know and um so we we spend a lot of time together and and what you were saying also about community is in serving others but also like allowing yourself to be served you know in those in those relationships like way more times than not, I would be, you know, in there to, in, in, in the, uh, the jail ministry to serve, you know, but I for sure walked out having been served and having been listened to or, um, ministered to, or, you know, so, so like there was this big exchange and this big community, you know, um, that was created, um, in this, in this jail ministry. And so, I, up until, like, March 2020, um, was in the the jails, like, every, like, three to five days a week, um, and I wasn't even doing music, I was, I was, like, uh, there were a couple, couple classes I would teach on, on songwriting, but mostly I was just, like, helping with, um, some of our Bible classes and just kind of getting girls from here to there and just spending time with each other sitting in like AA meetings and stuff with them in, in, um, in the jail. And so anyways, 2020 came around March, 2020, and they just completely locked us out of the, of the jail, rightfully so everything was shut down and, um, there was a big risk in the jails. And so I was like, I want to write a song, you know, for them. Like, I, I just, I don't know how else to like, you know, speak to them or whatever. And so I, so I wrote perfectly loved. And, um, and, uh, I have a guest on the song, Toby Mac and his wife actually is, um, she is the the Bible teacher in, in on, in this jail ministry. Right. Um, so Amanda McKeon, and she is like the most amazing like soul and teacher and, mentor and all of the stuff. Um, and so that's how I, that's how I came to ask Toby to be on it. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, these girls, you know, who I'm talking to, would you do this? And he's like, absolutely. So that was all that I planned on doing with that song. I'll leave it. Like even my text to Toby was like, don't worry, I'm not going to do anything crazy with this. I just, I wanted to write a song for these girls and I felt like it needed a male vocal. And so Yeah. So recorded that song. And then, um, and then, you know, the more I played it for people, the more people were like, Oh, I think others need to hear this song. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's just incorrect. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I don't need to go on tour. I don't need to start this whole thing up again. I have a seven year old and a newborn. And so, and then, but then it just kind of, God was like, no, I think, I think I am going to do this. (laughs) So I just back kind of, level. yeah. So it's been a really unexpected year of just things kind of ramping back up and me finding footing back in this whole thing and trying to figure out what all to say yes to and to say no to and yeah. all this stuff. So that's like, okay, so that was like part of your question. I think I, I am Tangent City right now. I love um, it. I
1: love, before, before, okay, before you go into part two, yeah, which you yeah. say that, because okay. I'm curious was your kind of entrance if you will into fame into singing for gr- big groups of people when you were younger versus now what, what what's the contrast there like how in regards to the difference in how you feel the yeah. difference in how you carry yourself and the difference in the process of how it tangibly happened
0: yeah I mean uh, for sure, this time around, I am much more free than I was before. Mm. Um, I I was, you know, one I was a teenager, and there's just a certain amount of like, itchiness that I had in general of just being alive, you know, like, go, like, being in high school is really hard, you know, and in, in, in its own ways, and just not not quite, you know, knowing who you are, and yeah. how to stand and how to talk, and you know, all that I was, I was for sure that 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 girl in high school that just like I don't know what my, I'm like a jock one week i'm a I'm a drama girl the next week, like who knows You're trying it all out, yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, <laughs> so so there was that dimension, but also, yeah, I think um there was such a big part of me that was just like i I really cared about what people thought about me and if people were gonna like me, and then if um you know if if I was doing well, you know numbers wise that that God had favor on me and that I was doing the right thing. And I had a lot of these equations kind of like in my head of like how to measure if I'm, if I'm doing the right thing and if God loves me that much and if God, you know, wants me to, to, to do this for yeah. a you know, so, so now, you know, just from age, but also just from healing from a lot of that stuff. Um, I just know that, that God, enjoys, God likes to, he wants me to enjoy this, you know, and not for this, not to be a, um, something that like pulls me away from him, obviously, and pulls me away from myself. And now pulls me away from my kids or my husband or my community, my sense of home. Like, these are all things that I know that God wants for me. And so he, uh, you know, because of that, I, there's this freedom that I feel because I know that I can do without, it, you know, that I am not, yeah. I'm not, everything is, is built on top of this career, you know, um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: and even minister
1: Does that go back to, I know you said when you were younger, like the idea of sitting in a songwriting booth or whatever have you at a record studio, like writing and writing and writing and the idea of like being burnt out, it it that was part of the reason why you're like, this is not for me and ended it. And now you use the word freedom. I know for me as a creator, and like we obviously we create different things, but when I was younger, I used to have this fear of running out. Like I was yeah. gonna wake up one day and I wasn't going to have an idea of what, or more to ideas. Back, yeah. or what to talk about or, I mean, does that fear, do you still experience that as a creator or yes. has your freedom released? Like, talk to me about that. Cause I personally struggle
0: with that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So here's a good example. That's a great, that's, that reminds me of a really great thing that I've had to learn this, this past year is I ha- would. I have always been insecure about my songwriting. Like I felt good about my vocal and my, you know, I, you know, like that was the part that I felt really comfortable with. And, um, there's a lot of stuff that I feel pretty good about, like, getting on stage and all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, every time I go into a writing room, I get really, really insecure about it. And there, there were some things that happened when I was younger, um, where like, I remember I got laughed at, you know, in, in a writing room for an idea that I had. And, and I don't think they knew that I knew they were laughing at me and, you know, I was 14 years old, like opening my journal. So it was like a very, very vulnerable time. And, so to get laughed at, I'm like, okay, screw that. Like, I don't want to share my heart anymore. Like, you know, unless I know it's like the most amazing idea ever. Um, so a big part of me got squashed, um, in that and, and other kind of similar instances where, yeah, I just was like, I would believe the, the lie that got told to me in the moment and I just kind of kept it. And, um, so now because of that freedom of knowing, like, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything to deserve God's love or to deserve the love of, of my family or my friends or my husband. Like they love me because I just am, you know, there was no, there's no foundation on what I do, you know, that being, that being my worth, where my worth lies. And so now I walk into a writing room and I'm like, all right. Well, and usually I write with my friends, um, only, (laughs) but even if I, even, even when I do like branch out and I write with other people, I'm like, okay, so I'm super insecure about writing and, um, but I know what I want to say. And I've got some little ideas here and there, but for the most part, like, I don't feel like I'm like going to be able to lead this session or whatever. Um, and that to me is like freedom to be able to be like, here's the thing that I'm, I'm nervous about and worried about. And here's the thing that I do feel good about. And, and again, that's like, that's the body of Christ. Like that's, that's how he wants us to operate. Like he wants us to come in and be like, Hey, you, I'm, I'm good at being the left arm. Like, can you be a right arm? And can you, you know, and, um, and, and that's what draws community together. That's what draws yeah the family of God together. And, um, and I think we can't find that unless we are we do like continue to like um desire freedom in in his love and in in his in his grip in in his like within his walls even you know freedom yeah. inside of walls i know is a weird thing but um i i found that i think and and that is ultimately the biggest difference between doing it now and doing it then
1: love that i because I think it's you know, and part of that ingredient to that freedom is is faith that he'll complete the gaps too. And yeah. I know it's funny, yeah, when I was younger, like when I was writing my first couple of books, I was not afraid for them to suck. I wasn't like I, right. was, like, was, like I was like, man, this is awful, but yeah, I got yeah. to do it better tomorrow. But it was like <laughs> as I got eyes on it or as they got some sort of accolade that's when I was like crap what if I run out and that's when the voices started and I think that sometimes any sort of success it's like we always prepare our minds in a way for failure and we talk about Mm -hmm. God in your failure but and you use you said this earlier but no one talks about like what faith looks like when you experience success and how that can kind of impact the creative process but it's like making sure you have the faith It's the courage to take it slow with God, whether it's a song or a book or a conversation. Like the courage to sit in it and say, "You know what? I don't really know where this is going, but I have faith in your ability to fill in the gaps, not my
0: ability to check this off the list really fast." Right? Yes. Oh my gosh! And that's just how he has always worked. Like in any story, like he walks away when things when when he's like, when he was like the biggest hit, when Jesus was like really pulling the crowds, he was like, go into the woods.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yes, yes. That's the biggest thing. I I was with a friend, we were at coffee the other day going through Matthew and like, you know, Jesus did the first miracle in this massive crowd. And then he went to go hear, heal Peter's mother-in-law. And it's like, he went from, most yeah. of us would have stayed. We just right. did this whole thing. We want to soak it in. Build, you. your, build like, your business. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? It's like, all right, this is a great media moment. We need yeah. all the shots and all the angles. Yeah. Um, but Not I
2: think
1: one of your songs, before we wrap up here, that we've got to talk about is Somebody to You. Because it's my, okay. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Rachel. It is just minute um... to me so much. Because I very much associated my worth with my work growing yes. up. And I think sports did that coming from a big family who all my siblings are so much cooler than me. Oh my and gosh. Did that. and um, so I'm curious, like with that song, kind of where did that also come from what you do behind the scenes with the prison oh. ministry or like, about that?
0: It's a big piece. I mean, it, it all this whole conversation goes together because it it's very much about what we've talked about with childhood, with um, feeling like you have to impress and. And get the likes and the follows and the the you know um the affirmation and just everybody's every- you know everybody's approval, you know, and um I think we all have and and maybe are in those moments you know um depending on where you're at in life and um and I'm just speaking to that per, to that girl or that boy or that or me, you know in those moments where I'm like okay. I don't, you know, the words are just. I don't have to be somebody if, because I'm already somebody to you. Like you have already decided that I'm, I am worthy of love, of of joy, of peace, also of hardship and the the um the fullness of life, like the the all the way up and the all the way down. Like is it it that that is what God wants for us? Like He wants yeah. us to have a full life and um. And I think when, you know, in the grand scheme of like, who am I and what's my purpose and what, you know, what am I here to do? Like, I know so many people that didn't, didn't find that till way later in life. My husband actually, like he, we, we, we met, I think I was 25 when we got married. He was like 28, 29. And he just recently became a therapist like a few years ago. And it is the thing that like, all of his friends are like, of course you are like, you've always been our therapist. You've been everybody's therapist, you know? And, um, but like, he's finally like his job caught up to his gifting, but like his gifting has always been there and it's always been a part of him. And so I I think that like, you know, sorry, another tangent, but like somebody to you is it's one of those things where it's like, he has created you with everything that you need and everything that he meant for you and it it's not our jobs to be to decide like when the world is going to be able to see that or when when um we're supposed to make our big debut onto the stage of life like um we we're we're already there we're already in that process we're 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 in the story you know and um so yeah that song it has a lot it has a lot to it Yeah. Well,
1: and I think it touches on a point I was listening to. Do you know who Jackie Hill Perry is? She's a great yes. yeah. Bible teacher. And I was listening to a sermon she was preaching on Hagar okay, and how it's one thing to see, but it's another thing to feel seen. And yeah. a lot of people, especially in this upcoming generation, we see a lot. We see a lot of other people who we think are being seen. And I think at our core, we just want to be seen. Like we just want to know someone sees us. and. And God presented Himself to Hagar, this servant from Egypt that wasn't even really supposed to be in the picture. But because of, anyways, great Bible story. Everyone go read it. But in that moment, her point was Hagar had seen a lot, but had never felt seen. And God made her feel seen. And I think, I mean, what a word. And and I mean, your music does that. With I know I can personally test. Like it makes me. It reminds me of the one who ultimately sees me and is always seeing me. Not just when like something goes great, but when something is also in the the crap rocker, right? Like when it's not the a southern phrase that I just made up, but when it's really going great. And um, but it's true. It's like, you know, he loves us too much to make us or to let us not go through storms, but he also loves it too much to not meet us in the middle. And your story is such a testament to that. And Rachel. Last question as we're rounding out here, you know, this younger generation, this entire conversation was around basically giving them a word, right? But if you were to look at Rachel in this time when you were younger, like in your teens, what advice would she give you right now?
2: What okay if you do.
1: I I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but you said the word "sweet," and then previously you talked about life being simple. And someone told me other day, Annie, you got to keep your life like ice cream. You got to keep it sweet. You got to keep it simple, and never apologize for too many sprinkles. And I was like, Oh that's so good. No, but it's so true. And to your point, like. God is more interested in him fulfilling the purpose he has for your life than even you are. And we just got to keep our eyes on the giver, not the gift. Right. And I think that's when everything comes to pass, but, um, but Rachel, you do that. And that's why I wanted you on. I was so excited. I knew this was going to, I didn't know when, but I knew it was because you just, are such a light. And I'm so grateful for your ministry through your music and your courage to get back in the arena. Cause people like me are impacted by it. So, Thank you for your heart. And thank you for being on Major Shine today. Thank
2: you.
1: Hey, beautiful people. I hope this episode blessed you. Two quick things before you tune me out. One, if this podcast means anything to you, if you find value from it, I really am asking you to leave a review. It helps me out a ton. It also helps get this word out to anybody else. God wants it to be put on their heart. Second thing is if you're ever like me and don't have a full hour or 40 minutes to designate to a full podcast episode, I have a brand new podcast for you. It's the baby podcast of this parent podcast, Made to Shine. It's called Made to Shine Minute. It is literally 60 seconds every single morning of an idea, a nugget put on my heart, what have you. I hope it blesses you. You can find it everywhere you look for podcasts. Thank you.